0: Hi, everyone. This is Real Life and Lisa coming to you. Today, we're going to talk about toxic people. How do you deal with toxic people and look after your mental well-being? Well, this podcast, I'm going to be talking about what toxic behavior looks like, why it's important to know the difference between challenging behavior and toxic behavior, and how to deal with toxic people for the sake of your well-being. So let's get started. This was actually a topic requested by a couple of listeners. Look, we can tend to throw the label toxic around a lot when we don't like someone or what they do, but there is a big difference between someone who is challenging and a bit difficult versus someone who is outright toxic. And I'll explore that difference in a little bit. I think the two most common situations where we can encounter truly toxic people is within our family and work, which, funny enough, are the two places where it's often hardest to escape from them. So that's what I'm going to be exploring in this podcast. I'll be giving my opinions, but I will also be saying don't put up with shit a lot because, well, you shouldn't put up with shit. First, let's talk through some definitions. What is toxic behavior? Well, a toxic behavior can be described as someone acting towards you in a manner that is harmful, destructive, or even poisonous. They might try to drag you into unhealthy behaviors or situations, or they may treat you in a way that puts you down or negatively affects your self-confidence and self-esteem. According to Very Well Mind. A relationship is toxic when your well-being is threatened in some way. Uh, for, for instance, emotionally, psychologically, and even physically. What we're talking about here is someone who is frequently negative and unpleasant to deal with, or even worse. Dealing with them can be stressful and can bring up a, a lot of negative emotions for you because of how interacting with them makes you feel. They might display one or more of the following behaviors on a regular basis. For instance, they can be demanding, inconsistent, or needing constant attention. We know people like this, don't we? Also, people who are just being self-centered and and self-absorbed, being manipulative, demeaning, judgmental negative, being overly critical, and definitely not constructive, to name a few. Often relationships with these types of people are very one-sided, and they don't respect boundaries at all because, well, everything is about them and their needs. They often behave as though they are the center of the universe, and they tend to thrive on drama. Does this sound uh, familiar to any of you? Do you have any people in your life, your lives, that are like this? Well, they might often behave in an outright hostile way towards people who they don't like or who they perceive as being beneath them or as getting in their way. Or they may frequently display passive-aggressive behaviors, like making snide comments or or being clearly annoyed about things while never actually talking about them and dealing with them. At the more extreme end of the scale, they may deliberately sabotage others, act in cruel ways, have anger issues, be controlling, and at worst, be physically and or emotionally abusive you might also be talking about people, especially within your family, who try to impose their beliefs on others, such as their political, social, religious, or philosophical beliefs, and also who treats anyone who disagrees with them as being less than or stupid. Look, I try to give most people the benefit of the doubt, and I believe that the majority of us have good intentions, but we're talking here about people who do not have good intentions towards others. These are not nice people, even if they try to behave that way every now and then to get what they want. These people frequently behave in a way that makes it clear, well, they are the only priority in their life, and to hell with everyone else. Two situations as I said, where we commonly experience toxic people are at work and in our family. I think that, in most cases, it's easier to walk away from toxic people outside of those situations. My sort of general philosophy towards other people is, hey, be kind and give people the benefit of the doubt. And that does still apply here, but I totally understand how much harder it is to do that when you're stuck in close proximity to the person pumping out enough toxic energy to run a nuclear reactor. I try to separate the person from the behavior as much as possible because we all have, well, bad days. However, And there are people in life who insist on making it difficult to give them the benefit of the doubt. And usually someone who repeats the same toxic actions over and over again is telling you very clearly what type of person they are. I had my sister tell me, when someone tells you who they are, believe it. And that's what I'm saying here when again when someone is doing things over and over again they're telling you very clearly what type of person they are but we do need to be clear on the difference between challenging behaviors that happen every now and then versus toxic behaviors which leads me to why is it important to know the difference between challenging behavior and toxic behavior Sometimes we all have a bad day or period of time. It's a really fine line because I do believe that intention has a lot to do with it. And the unfortunate thing is that we can never truly know what another person's intentions are. So all we can do is judge them on the way they behave. If there is a willingness to change and try to make things right, then I think that's very different to outright toxic behavior, which mainly involves a screw you attitude uh, towards the rest of the world. A lot of toxic behavior involves constantly or frequently being vile to people without any explanation of why or any recognition of the behavior and its impacts on other people. I could talk about the why behind this kind of behavior, but let's face facts. We're each responsible for our own behavior and what we put out into the world. And if you mess up, then it's up to you to be an adult and make it right. Toxic people don't care about making a mess or hurting other people. They only care about themselves. For me, that's, that's the difference. Nobody is perfect. But when you just don't care about other people's feelings or trying to make things right if you messed up, that's when you're in toxic territory. And that's a sort of shit that you should never accept or even tolerate because that leads to unhealthy outcomes. Learning how to effectively deal with toxic people in a healthy way matters. To quote, Mental health America, Certain people and situations in life can trigger us to feel badly about ourselves or engage in destructive behaviors. Identifying the toxic influences in our lives and taking steps to create boundaries or a new life without them can improve mental and physical health over time. So, how do you identify toxic relationships? Well, I'm going to quote from a Uh, Mental Health Foundation article, which has five bullet points that I think explain it really well. The quote is, some signs to look out for when assessing whether you are in a toxic or harmful relationship are, you don't feel good enough, number one. Number two, you feel like nothing you do is quite right and are constantly trying to prove your worth. Number three, you constantly seek the other person's validation. Four, you can't be yourself. And lastly, you feel you have to walk on eggshells and monitor everything you say and do. Basically, you you feel you need to think twice before you speak because certain topics are off limits. And you feel you have to act or behave a certain, certain way. You're afraid to bring things up because you're not sure how the other person will react. The other person puts you down. You feel like the problem. The other person doesn't take responsibility for their actions and instead blames you. They attribute any problems or difficulties in the relationship as all your fault. Do you have any people in your lives like that? I think we all do. So... What happens is, you start to withdraw from participating in activities or seeing people in your life. So how do you deal with toxic people for the sake of your well-being? Well, let's get into the how-to part. How to deal with toxic people for the sake of your well-being. All right. so let's explore some advice about how to deal with these toxic people, and my first point is confront which might send a shiver of horror up the spine of anyone who doesn't particularly enjoy confrontation, and really, who does? But hear me out, okay? Confront can mean telling the the other person how you feel, but it also means being honest with yourself about how you feel. If you're able to have a calm and rational discussion with the other person, then I definitely think it's important to do that and to be assertive in that discussion. I'm not saying aggressive. I am saying assertive. However, there are some people who you might not feel comfortable or even safe to have that sort of talk with, or you just might not even feel capable of saying what needs to be said without screaming at them to stop being an asshole. Well, in those cases, I think it's still critical to start with confrontation, but instead choose to confront the situation and your part in it. Unless you begin by acknowledging where you are today, how can you hope to plan out the steps you need to take to move forward in a healthy way? So speaking of steps, my next point is to set clear and healthy boundaries. Well, what do I mean by that? Decide on what you are willing to accept and what you're not and set boundaries accordingly. Um, That might mean telling the other person your boundaries and asking them to respect them. On the other hand, that might mean being clear on your boundaries with yourself and focusing on what you need to change in the situation. Because all you can ever directly control is yourself in terms of words, actions, and feelings. For example, if someone is repeatedly behaving in a way that leads you to feel frustrated or unhappy, figure out what it is that you are going to do about it. Again, recognizing that you can only directly control your own words and actions here you can influence people by asking them to stop or to treat you differently, but you cannot control what they do or don't do. So once you've set clear boundaries, then moving on to my next point, maintain your boundaries. So boundaries are great, but if you don't maintain them, then they're just pointless. Now, I'm going to give an example, which might seem a little crass, but it's one many of us would be familiar with. Okay, so if a neighbor's cat likes to poop in your garden and you tell it to shoe once, but then you don't say anything the next time, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to poop in your garden. Don't let people poop in your garden. Tell them to shoe each and every time Otherwise your inactions are a form of condoning the behavior. So vigilance and assertiveness, not aggressiveness, are really required here. Which leads to my next point, address breaches if someone repeatedly breaches your boundaries, that needs to be addressed as its willful behavior, like they're making a choice. Here's how I like to handle this in a simple one-two-three approach. First time, I highlight it to give the person the benefit of the doubt in case they have done it accidentally. Okay, I'll point out what has happened and then it goes against what we've discussed or what my wishes are. Second time, it's an emerging pattern, so I'll address it as such. For example, I'll note that we've discussed it twice now, and yet the same thing is happening. Now, I do find here it's worthwhile in some situations, especially with people you're close to, like family members, to take an assertive yet open approach such as highlighting what has happened and then asking open-ended questions such as what's happening here from your perspective? Again, just ask an open-ended question and again, hey, what's happening here from your perspective? So I can try to listen and understand while at the same time having my bullcrap detector on high alert. Remember, don't put up with shit. But it's about giving the person an opportunity to talk and try to understand what's going on with them. Uh, for some people, this isn't malicious. It's just inconsiderate, if that makes sense. And the third time, well, that's an established pattern. It's such a pattern, it should be available to buy as wallpaper Address a pattern assertively, such as by saying that you've now addressed this three times, and they are continuing to treat you with disrespect, and you will no longer accept or tolerate it because you do not put up with shit. And then apply consequences. That's the important thing. Apply consequences. I'm not talking about a slap on the wrist here. At work, take action. Say via your leadership or with human resources. At home, just extricate yourself from the relationships, either temporarily or indefinitely. Notice I said either temporarily or indefinitely, which leads me to the next point. Spend less time with them. This is where the don't put up with shit, bit of advice comes into play again. And it's about putting your mental health and well-being first. If you've done all the other stuff and the person has no interest in adapting the way they behave towards you, all you can do is limit the amount of time you spend with them. Now, I know that hurts when it's family. It really hurts when it's family. But the choice is always yours. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. Does that make sense? I'll say it again. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. That leads to the next point. Remove yourself from the situation, relationship entirely. This is often the hardest one for most people to swallow. And we try to resist this as much as possible. But hear me, and hear me well. If someone is treating you like shit, and they refuse to show you basic decency or treat you with dignity, you need to remove yourself from that situation. Like now, go. I'll wait. If it's work, change departments or change employers. If it's family, stop speaking to the person. If it's a romantic partner, leave. You know, I'm not talking about just doing this the first time that something happens. Never said that, did I? We're talking about if you've addressed things multiple times and it keeps on happening, there has to be a point at which you choose to remove yourself from the situation. It does not matter what that person's relationship is to you. No relationship or no situation is worth putting yourself in that position. These might seem like simplistic solutions, but far from it. These are often the most difficult actions to take for the majority of people. But there is a point at which all you can do is focus on what is within your direct control. And if that means you need to leave the situation or relationship completely, then you need to do it. Your mental health and well-being needs to be your number one priority. I encourage you to address issues proactively, which is why I stated I'm not talking about just doing this the first time that something happens. However, I would like to add one exception to that comment, and that is domestic violence. Don't stick around and give multiple chances. Domestic violence is unacceptable, and you must remove yourself from any situation where your well-being is at risk. So now, back to the podcast. So forgive if you can, but don't forget. Forgiveness is 100% about you and letting go so you can move forward without feeling trapped. It does not mean the relationship has to continue. It does not mean you have to tell the other person you forgive them. And even if it does, then it does not give the other person a blank slate to do whatever they want with you again. Don't forget refers to the fact that forgiveness goes hand in hand with your boundaries, which are up to you to set and maintain. And that leads me to my final point, which is to get support. You don't have to go through these sort of things alone. Work with a counselor or therapist to explore your challenges and possible solutions and for more serious situations, seek uh, specialist support. Please don't feel that you're stuck or that you have to fix everything on your own because there are lots of different resources and services available to support you no matter what your situation is. All it requires from you is to take that first step and ask for help because when it comes to toxic people and mental health, what it all boils down to is this, When we find ourselves dealing with nasty, manipulative, and downright vile people, it can do a lot of damage to our well-being. However, let me be clear and say that the way other people behave has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the type of person they are. And unfortunately, some people just are not particularly nice. Focus on surrounding yourself with positive and supportive people and remove toxic people from your life. Your health and well-being are the most important things in your life. And frankly, life is too valuable and short to spend it putting up with nasty people. So choose not to put up with nastiness. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So what choice will you make today? This is real life. Thank you for listening. And